From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks on this soggy, soggy Wednesday morning. It's an open topic show, so we're looking for your questions to get your projects completed around the house. Maybe the bathroom sink is, the sink is leaking or the front door needs a little more than a push to close. Let us help you today and get these little fixes off your to-do list. Whatever you're working on, we want to hear about it on this open topic show. Also, we're going to be talking about what to do in case of flooding, which might be relevant at this moment. Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. This is Fixit 101 from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And Java, you can't hit me with that good music this early. I just, it, uh, from MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. It's an open topic show, so we're looking for your questions to get your projects completed around the house. Maybe the bathroom sink is leaking or the front door needs more than a little push to close. Let us help you today and get those little fixes off your to-do list. Whatever you're working on, we want to hear about it in this open topic. Show. We're also going to be talking a little bit about flooding because of what all is going on in the state. Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, we're going to talk a little bit about the flooding this morning. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Man, good, good. Uh, uh, what are you working on? I guess, you're, I guess you've all moved inside <laughs> at this point. Well, you know, we finished up the last little outside we could do. Right. Um, I was uh, fixing, uh, when we're doing a porch, um, a makeover, uh-huh. it was a lot of rotten wood, and we had to, um, you know, just take the whole thing down and, and start over again. Right. So um, I was thinking about the rain. I said, wow. Um, and, you know, we had everything open. I mean, the uh-huh. side of the house, you know, took some siding off. You right. could see the insulation. I was like, oh, my goodness. Right. You well, got to go know, fast. And, and you know how we, we ne- I never work on the uh, pressure like that or panic. It was just a regular schedule. And as right. soon as we finished putting everything back, even first the rain drop cold, came. It, the bottom's out. <laughs> right. Now, I went to get supplies, and it was raining on the um, funnel line. Uh-huh. Um, where the supplies were, but when I went back, it, it hadn't rained at the job, and I was like, they don't even know. They we right. got to hurry up for <laughs> real go. now. <laughs> Definitely. Put How about up. you, Jeff? Well, uh, unfortunately, there was a fire Saturday mm. evening uh-huh. uh, in Jackson, a uh, lightning strike. Wow. So, I believe just, I saw it. What just, are the odds, man? I know. I mean, um, just want to remind everyone, even though we're not in fire season, fire season is every day. Right. Um, just make sure your smoke alarms, mm-hmm. our batteries are good. If they're hardwired in, test them. You know. And it's, it's Mississippi. Have we ever seen a day where there wasn't something? Right. I mean, exactly. it, you know, I mean, we get a lot of weather. And a lot of trees are falling down, well, too. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. you, we're, we, we will have some trees from this storm that's coming. Mm-hmm. The, the ground is very, very wet. Uh, doesn't take a lot of wind to get the get the trees down, right. especially if there's a big canopy. I was watching the news this morning, and they said that this is going to be with us in the intensity that it is at least until next Tuesday. Wow. So uh, we're going to get a lot of water because of that. Folks, there's going to be some flooding, and some of it's not going to be pretty. And um, I, I, I was looking around the Internet this morning looking for some things that one might do to prepare their home. You know, mm-hmm. and there's not there's not much, folks. It's, it's just not. Um, and those of you who were on the coast during, say, Katrina or Gustav or, or even before that, you, you know, you've been through it. But, you know, since those storms, there's a lot of newbies that have moved into Mississippi and uh, and probably need to know this kind of stuff. So here we go. If, uh, you know, there's there are warnings out for flooding right now, pretty much all over the state, but especially the folks on the coast. Um, some of the stuff you can do to bring your uh, home ready for this this flood, bring in the outdoor furniture and move important indoor items to the highest possible floor or place. This will help protect them from flood damage. And, and what I mean by this is, you know, 
uh, insurance does cover a lot of things on the ground, but it can't it can't fix that picture from Aunt Edna that you only have one copy of. Mm-hmm. So so any of those things like that, and especially your personal documents. Um, any of that, you know, old, uh, you know, birth certificates, all that other stuff, get it off the ground, you know, get it, get it somewhere else. Also, uh, this will bring loss of power because that's what water does. Water, uh, water doesn't leave anybody. Um, so, uh, one of the things a lot of folks do is disconnect the electrical appliances. Um, and the reason why you do that, if you feel like the water is going to get up high enough in your home to get into that appliance, then, a lot, then they recommend that you unplug the appliance. Now, the other thing is if, if the water is going to get up high enough to get into an outlet, which is how many inches off the floor, guys, for a standard outlet? Oh, uh, uh, typically it's a hammer handle. Hammer handle. There you yeah. go. All right. So uh, if it's that high, if you think the water is going to get that high or you've seen it before get that high, turn off the power to the sure. house. Uh, it's so much better. That's quite a bit of water. Yeah, that's quite a bit of water. But uh, we've absolutely seen it here in Mississippi, you know, I don't know how many times. But, well, yeah. Absolutely right. Remember the flood that we just had? Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. You know, it affected several people. In fact, oh, yeah. a lot of the people that got flooded last time were moving back in next week. Oh, they man. may get so, flooded again? Well, I'm not saying that. Right, right. So, but, <laughs> wow. Uh, and, of course, a lot of people have heard this, and, and, and especially folks on the coast know these rules. Use a flashlight. Don't use candles if you can help it. Uh, go ahead and, and get your flashlights. And, and one of the things you want to do is make sure to keep around batteries of the size that go into the flashlight <laughs> if it's not a precharge. And remember, if you have a, uh, a, a flashlight that charges on the wall, when you turn the power off, it doesn't charge anymore. No. So you might want to get yourself a battery-operated uh, flashlight. Um, yeah, and you want to click off those appliances, unplug. And this is my, uh, if you have a uh, like a computer, a desktop, something like that, unplug it from the wall. Don't introduce it to electricity during the uh, flood thing. Uh, you should obviously follow the advice of local utilities. Turn off your electricity. But there's some other things to turn off possibility, water and gas, if you're going to get completely flooded. Uh, uh, this isn't known by a lot of people. And, and a lot of homes in Mississippi don't have basements. Mm-hmm. But if you do have a basement and you have that drain at the bottom, they recommend you covering that drain so that the uh, no sewage water will bubble up. Bubble mm-hmm. up back up into your basement. I got you. Yeah. Um, and so that's a that's a big thing. Um, wow. Anyway, also, like I said, your your valuables, please put those up somewhere really high because, you know, you you can replace a table fairly easy. These, some of these documents, you know, your your everything from marriage certificates to kids birth certificates, you know, sounds move. like you need to move out until the flood uh, receives. Well, that's why they do these evacuation things when it's time to go. So, anyway, all right, we are taking calls this morning at 877 MPB ring even if you have a question about the uh flood and what to do, uh give us a call, but we're talking about, you know, fixing up your home. And we do have an email here from Marianne in Collierville, Tennessee. It says, two years ago, my husband and I bought a house that has the vent from the dryer opening into the garage. This seemed like a bad idea to me, especially since we moved from a larger house and have to have store boxes and books and papers in the garage. All that heat and humidity couldn't be good for them. The laundry room does not have an outside wall. The closest it comes to uh, through a tool closet that opens into the garage. Any suggestions? Um, I've got a great one. Okay, go for it. Um, I'm going to start with the first and most expensive. Okay. Uh, Whirlpool makes a dryer that you can run a vent. um, And I'm going to be real general here. Uh, I'm going to put five elbows on it. You can run that about 60 feet. Mm -hmm. So So you could literally come out of your dryer, up over the top plate, and out the roof system somewhere. Uh-huh. Um, relatively the most expensive alternative, uh-huh. which re- is going to require a new dryer. Right. Uh, least expensive alternative is to get a booster fan that that you can put in that pipe once you get it in your attic, 
Every time you turn the dryer on, it's got a switch on it. That booster fan's going to come on, mm-hmm. and it's going to help vent that dryer. Those, both right. of those would meet code. So that, but that would mean she would need to reroute up <clears throat> instead of to the garage. Correct. Right. Correct. Um, I don't know. Can you? Can you? It, I don't know where the pipe is within the garage, but you can reroute around or through the garage. It depends on how far the dryer is from the. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet there's a doorway in the way. If if there was any way, the builder would have got it out there. Right. Something is preventing that pipe from going to an exterior wall. Well, I will say, uh, Marianne, that one thing that you should do, you should do this, okay? They they make a thing that you can attach to your drill that's got a little brush on yeah. it, okay? And you want to absolutely, because of that situation, because you're not venting outside, that just seems wrong to me, by the way. It but, is. But uh, because you're not venting outside, you have got to keep that pathway clear, uh, the dryer vent, you know, the big tube that comes out. You can put this uh, drill attachment, you can find it at the home stores, and and run it up in there, and it'll pull all of the lint and junk and moisture out of there. And uh, you're going to really want to do that on this particular vent. I don't I don't like the fact that it goes into any place well, in the house. See, it, but they do that quite often. It, yeah. It, well, no, it, it, it's a it's a code violation now. You'll 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 never get your CO today doing that. Really. So um, the booster fan it would be the real proper way to fix it. Really. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So for those that already have that. Yeah, get the fan. It's a Just it's put a the fan in. yeah. It's, it a different it's way. Uh, it's a hundred and twenty dollars. Is that oh, something that do it yourself or can do? Sure. Okay. Yeah. All Just right. don't fall through the attic when you go up in there. Right. <laughs> right. Just step on the boards, folks. Not the right. stuff underneath it. <laughs> Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. We'll continue our discussion after the break. Today is an open topic day, so no question is off the table. Anything you're working on? What projects are you working on this summer? Are you getting ready for all this water? Are you pulling the kids in to help with your project since school is out? Call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at eight seven seven. MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. MPB news stories, the local shows you love, up-to-date severe weather info, and a state and worldwide reach telling the story of Mississippi. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. That weird little goof up there is courtesy of Jason Klein, not watching his producer. Today is an open topic day. We're just here to help. Let us know your uh let us help you complete your home projects. I, I fell off the wagon here. Sorry, Java. Joining the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How, how long has... Jonas been gone. I, man, it's been a while. <laughs> I mean, it's I, just I, it's just me. I thought I made some kind of impression right. up here, and you still you still uh, calling sorry. me the other guy. Sorry, man. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, God, I feel bad about the that. The other guy. Yeah, let's go to Kathy in Oxford. Uh, Kathy, what's going on with your dryer? Hi. Hi. Uh, this is just to clarify. I've heard your last call, but I didn't get into. Hear it to the very middle. Uh-huh. Was that a dryer that was vented into a garage? Yes, ma'am. That has okay, and so that's what my dryer is. It's vented into our garage or vented out into the garage, uh-huh. which is you know three walls that are walled in, and then the doors that come up and down. Right. And so that's not the way it should be. Well, and obviously, Dell mentioned this while we were taking that previous call. There are 
And and th- this seemed to be a a popular option to build a long time ago. As Jeff said, it no longer is code. Uh, okay. And it generally is just a bad idea. And is that just so, for, um, for the home for our troops, or that's just for homes, period? Or no, 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 varies no. from where your location is? No, that, no, no. You cannot venture dryer into a... In, in, in inside the dwelling anymore. Right. Inside of the garage. And, and Kathy. So what was the fix? Because that's what I didn't quite get either. There's a, there's a booster fan. It's an inline fan that you can put on your, um, on your dryer vent itself mm-hmm. and run it up in the attic and then run it either out to your eaves or, you know, on the roof somewhere. The, the trick was, Kathy, before it was all over with, after we talked about it, was really need to move that vent that that is yeah, the, my my dryer is in the basement and i have a three-story house so there's there oh I, goodness well yeah i don't no, think i can vent it to the ceiling no well yeah if you're in the basement just as soon as you get above grade go ahead and vent out yeah. well i mean the house is built on an incline so the driveway comes into the basement Huh. And that's where the dryer is. I think you definitely need to have someone out, yeah. I don't know, to look at that because it just is a general not good idea to, to vent into. And is that because you're you're blowing all that cold, wet, I mean, hot, wet air inside of a dwelling? Yes. What's the yes. reason? Yes. Well, for one, it is, It is. remember, it's a dryer. So what's it doing? It's getting rid of moisture. Where's that moisture yeah. going? Out that thing. And that's yeah. going, since it's going into an enclosed area, you're you're inserting moisture into the area, which is a bad idea. Right. Does that also help with the uh, peeling and flaking of the paint in these areas? You know, you see that a lot, too, the ceilings well, falling. Man, you know, as well as I do, if you put <laughs> moisture anywhere, it, it you know, and nothing that we make was made to last through that. So I mean, we see a typical was, mistake um, made generally throughout. You know, I, I see that a lot. Right. And and contractors won't do that anymore. They won't vent it into an area anymore. No. Um, so so that's something you really should have someone come out and look at. And and you may even get uh, a better performance from your dryer if vented better than it is now. You know. Yeah. Well, I do always try to leave the garage doors open when I use the dryer. Mm-hmm. I just feel like good idea. I don't want all this damp air in my garage. Well, I agree. Mm-hmm. But you know what? You, you really don't want to have to think about, is my garage door open? I need to dry some clothes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Thanks so much. Thanks, Kathy. All right. Uh, Julie is on the line in Memphis and wants to talk about a stand-up shower redo. These are fun. How's it going, Julie? Well, how are you doing today? Good. What's going on? Good. Well, uh, I'm having to rebuild my stand-up shower completely because I had a drain pan leak. And um, I'm trying to get some advice on the shower hardware that I need. I know I need the valve and the whole thing. Um, But when I look online, I'm seeing a lot of different choices when it comes to some of them have cartridges and some of them are just, you know, a lot of choices. And I'm just wondering if you guys have any suggestions what to steer clear of or are they all okay and i want it to stay in the test of time i don't want to have to replace anything now you're talking about the 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 faucet hardware yes the valve the valve and the handle itself yeah right yeah uh you know and before i let the pros tell you because they have all kinds of tips and tricks i will tell you don't go crazy get a brand you've heard of um, uh-huh. and that 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 would be the start, and and the more bells and whistles it has, the more likely that it's going to fail at some point. I'm so, sure it's true. not the best. I just say the cheapest I, is not the best. Those <laughs> ones that look like chrome and you know or yeah, well you do want parts. you do want to get a metal parts. one. You don't want plastic. But all right, so you guys go ahead. You're the pros. Um, not all at once. Kathy, yeah, Julie. Um, yeah. a a Delta single handle. Valve body is is what we put in all of our uh, spec homes. Okay. Um, valve body is going to run you about sixty bucks. It's you can get parts for them. Delta's been around forever. Oh, you can get parts for those uh, things at Texaco. Yeah, I mean, so um, <laughs> uh, Delta valve body, and then put whatever trim you want on it. You know, I really want to 
buy a kit that has everything in a lot you of can do not involve uh, don't have the valves with them and why is that um when i want a complete kit well, it, it, you know, it depends on where you buy. I would buy from a plumbing supply store, not a big box store. Okay. And just call them and say, hey, I want a Delta valve body with a uh, single lever, uh, and I want uh-huh. it chrome, or I want it brushed nickel. I want it oil right. rub bronze, and they'll they'll give you everything in a box. Is that what that's called, oil rubbed yeah. bronze? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's yeah. that copper-looking stuff, right? Yeah, kind of a, a dark, a dark, <laughs> okay, yeah. a dark, dark color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm seeing a lot of talk online about cartridges and people that they're failing and people are having to replace them often. What, what is that about? Yeah, I, I don't. You know, I don't use them unless I'm building a custom, and the customer just says, "Hey, I've done all my research. I want this Kohler. You know, it does everything for me." Um, if I am building a spec home in the three to four hundred thousand dollar range, I am going to use the um, the the Delta single lever. Um, valve body. Okay. okay. That's it, proven proven over the, te- uh, uh, the test of time. Okay. And, and there's really. Question. Yes. Um. So I have excellent shower pressure, water pressure, and uh, if I switch to a rainhead type shower head, would I be disappointed? Yes. Yeah. I mean, if okay. if pressure is your is is something that you enjoy, that's not going to work out for you. So it's going to reduce it a lot. Now, you can have both. You could have the rain head, and the, and the rain head is going to do exactly what it says. It's going to rain, it's going on, rain you. on you. <laughs> so, and, then, and, and then you put in a diverter valve, so okay. you can divert the rain head over to your shower head. Okay, okay. And recommended or no? Um, you know, I like it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just a personal deal. You know, it's like a hand wand. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Okay. It's it's right. it's it's you know chocolate and vanilla. If you have okay. if you have guests to the house, that's uh, really helpful because I know that uh, like my wife likes the whole rain thing. I want like a fire hose. Right. You know what I, mean? right. I want it to push me to the back of it. You know, right? Exactly. So. Okay. All right, Julie. Well, that was very helpful. Thank you. All right, talking about doing just about anything today, it's an open topic show. Anything that you're working on, anything you need some help finishing or starting, uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. You know, one of the things we were talking about, uh, Java, was uh, this, the paver project. Yeah, that. but I, before we get to the, uh, uh-huh. the, brick, the brick pavers, I wanted to touch on something uh, Jeff just said about going to the plumbing supply store. Right. You know, you always, always, um, the big box is just so convenient, but it's nothing better than going to a place where people are like super knowledgeable about right. that product. So, yeah. About that product. So the plumbing supply store, I know it's an um, electrical supply store here in Jackson that I always go to, uh-huh. um, like right off of West Street, <coughs> West Street. Yeah. and um, just, you know, have having those specific places that you can go to that are just like they they know because you go to the big box and sometimes and I don't I don't I went to a uh, an appliance uh, repair shop I'll say I don't want to say the name of it but I went to an appliance repair shop and I went in there to get something uh, a part to fix my dryer and I went in there and there's a guy behind the counter that doesn't look like he stood up from that place in a long time but he was like Hey, you're getting the wrong part. Yeah, and I'm like, what? Do you, what do you mean? He's <laughs> like, well, this is this is the one that goes out. This one doesn't go out. And it was nice that you know, but the person at the big box store probably won't know that. Probably you know? not. Um, they won't even know where it's located. <laughs> it's on aisle 19 down there somewhere. Right. On the left, I think. Uh, but no, they, they. I mean, this guy really, he kind of talked me through. Sure. The, and, and I was like, man, it's nice to talk to somebody that knows what they're doing on this. You know, you know there, there's a place for the big box store. Oh, yeah. You know, you need a lawnmower, weed eater, something, something like that. Or, oh, yeah. or, 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 you know, some sort of hardware. I need, it's, I need it's, some, and I need it right now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. But But it's like Java said, if you have electrical item, plumbing item, Try to go to the, that right. particular store. And I think a lot of people use the big boxes because, and, and this is something that has floored me since I was a little kid, um, electricity doesn't happen just 9 to 5. Plumbing yeah. doesn't happen just 9 to 5. That's why these big box stores do so well is because at 5.04 on a Friday, there's nowhere else for me to go. You know, I got to go buy the part somewhere. 
Yeah, I'm getting lumber at eight o'clock at night. You know, right, right. You got to you got to go somewhere that's open, and you know the lumber rail might not be open at that time. So, number to call, folks, is eight seven seven MPB ring eight seven seven. Six seven two seven four six four. Man, I've lost my mind today. You can also send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And we are talking about all of the fixes today. Anything that you need to work on, we're going to try to give an answer for you as the Fix It 101 crew and show. Let's go to, uh, are, we, are we good, Java? Okay, we're good. Let's go to Tab and Brandon and uh, 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 oh, flood damage and drywall issues. Yikes. Tab, are you with us? Yes, I am. All right, so what's going on? So uh, back in April, I had some issues with a little bit of flood damage. I live in the Brandon Pearl area. Uh-huh. I had a lot of water there at the beginning of April, and I'm just getting around to fixing a lot of it now. Uh-huh. But I ended up having to rip out the carpet. Right. And knocking out the bottom 12 inches of drywall in my downstairs back two bedroom, mm-hmm. anything that was against the outside wall of the home. Right. Well, now I'm getting around to fixing things. Um, I've purchased sheetrock, cut it to the 12 inches that I need to replace the wall, mm-hmm. and uh, I have joint compound and the paper tape that you put over it. Right. Well, my big issue that I've had is if I try to put Paper tape over the joint compound, it won't stick. Yeah. Uh, I pulled it off and re put it on. I've even thinned it, reapplied it, watched videos of people doing it, uh-huh. and I can't get it to stick. And when it dries, it tends to wrinkle or bubble up and leave a line yeah. uh, or a wavy place mm. all across the room. This is why drywalling is, is an art and not necessarily <laughs> did you a science. Try to wet the tape, maybe? <laughs> you know, yeah, did you wet the tape? Just I didn't it? wet the tape. I just thinned out the joint compound a little bit with water. No, this is what um, you want to do. Have you a bucket right near you uh, when okay. you're doing this? And if you're using, if you're use, are you using paper tape? Yeah. Okay, paper tape. I, what, I read the pros and cons of both the paper tape right. and, and the mesh. The, uh, the mesh. Right. What, what did they say? Uh, T- well, the tape is better on the mesh. I I didn't want to use mesh because I was afraid I went through. Sand it because it's an uneven line where right. I probably should use Well, let me let me let me say, Tab, that when you're using paper, uh, use a little bucket next to you and literally have them dip the paper into the bucket and get it uh, wet. But then run your finger to kind of wring it out a little bit. Right, right. And uh, and uh, Dell is holding mm-hmm. his fingers as if. Paper, rock, and scissors. Yeah, yeah, like scissors when you're playing paper, rock, and scissors. And you run your finger across that tape, and it leaves it wet, but it's not dripping. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Then you put that tape up there, and and uh, then after you've put that tape up there, you got to put some, some more sheetrock over it. Or not sheetrock. you got to put, put some more compound, some more mud over it. One of the other things is that when you cut that wall, um, did you, the, the, the side that goes on the top, the, the you know, the 12-inch piece that you cut on the bottom? Okay, the new sheetrock, what you need to do is have, uh, you know, the sheetrock at the edges has that little indention. Mm-hmm. That's what, that is made there intentionally for the tape and the mud like so that you can hide it, you know? So if you're going straight sheetrock to sheetrock, uh, what they call like, up to the butt of the sheetrock, you know, the flat portion, uh, there'll always be a line in the wall. It just, it'll always you be. You would have to float that out, you know, um, from small to big. And, you know, yeah. it requires more steps to make the eye uh, not see the bubbles or waves in the wall. Right. So you'll, uh, but do wet down paper tape. I think you'll have a lot easier time. Awesome. I will definitely try that. Okay. And it's been a big debate. You know, I, I use both tape or the mesh. I do the same. You know, I yeah. like to mesh myself. It's really quick. I like mesh on holes. Mm-hmm. I think mesh is great on holes. All right. Uh, thanks, Tab. Does that help out? Thanks so much. Yeah. Sure. All right. Let's go. Uh, we need a break, Jonas, or go to call? Who? What you want me to do? Who? Java. Oh, my gosh. What am I doing? Hey, Java. We're going to get him a cup of coffee this break. All right. All right I'm going to take a break. Joy, we're going to come back to you in Memphis here in just a second. We'll continue our discussion after the break. Today is an open topic day. 
And if someone wants to call in and curse at me for talking to Java this way, you can do so. What projects are you working on this summer? Are you pulling the kids in to help with your project since school is out? You can call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Sorry, John. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Beautiful. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today is an open topic day. We're just here to help. Let us help you complete your home improvement project. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. And let's go ahead and get this party started. Joy is in Memphis, and you've got a walk-in tub with some problems, huh? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, my hot water tank is not big enough to fill up the uh, walk-in tub. I bought it for my mother. Uh-huh. Um, it does have a shower, which we can use. Uh-huh. But the, um, I'm trying to find out whether I can do a tankless system or can you combine the two to get enough water or should I get another well, water tank? If you think about it, if you go tankless, uh, you, you don't need anything extra of anything because you can have unlimited hot water for as long as you have the valve on. Um, right. So if you go tankless on this thing, you can fill up that bathtub and 72,000 others. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> what do you think, guys? That's the way to go. Right. Yeah, you know, just just size your tank list for that for for your particular uh, fixtures. Mm-hmm. You know, meaning I've got I've got three bathrooms, a kitchen, laundry room. So just make sure your tank list is big enough mm-hmm. to to handle those fixtures. Yes. Right. You should I just go tankless on this one thing for now, or do I yep. need that? Sure, you can. Oh, you can? Sure. Okay. That's what I was wondering. Well, there you go. That was easy enough. That was. All right, Joy. Thanks a I lot. appreciate it. All right. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Let's go to Doris and Batesville. And uh, Doris has got a uh, water in the sink has low pressure. How long has it been this way, Doris? Uh, I guess about, I guess about three months. The <clears> hot water, the cold water come out good. It flow real good. But it's the hot water. It's just uh, coming out like in a screen, just not dripping, but it's coming out slow. No hmm. pressure. Is that, the, is that the only fixture it's happening at? It's, that's the only one it's happening at. And then and, and, and on my kitchen floor right there in front of the sink, it have a like a little horizon that could maybe got water under it or something. Mm-hmm. And I wonder do I have a leak or is this a hot water heater? Sa- sounds to me like you have a leak. Put your put your hand where that rise is on the floor and see if it's warm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's what it sounds like is a leak. Yeah, and uh, and and since it's just happening at that one fixture, that's right. a good thing. Right. Uh, oh that, yeah. Right. That means you don't have to replace you know water heaters or anything like that. You just got to find your leak, and then there may be a problem with that faucet also, which is which is an easy, fairly cheap fix. Um, uh, well, I won't say easy unless you've done it a couple times, but uh, it is a job that one can do. Usually, on, if one side is going out, it's best to change the fixture yourself. You know? Yeah, the whole fixture. Yes. Yeah. And because, you know, and, and honestly, if a quality fixture wasn't put in in the first place, the likelihood that that fixture has a leak is pretty good. And the lifetime of it is uh, past. Yeah, if it's been for 30 years since, you, you know, that was put in and time. All right, thanks, Doris. Hope that helps out. You saying fixture? Are you talking about the faucet? Yes. The faucet's brand new. Oh, the faucet's mm-hmm. brand. Oh. The faucet's brand new. Did the leak happen after you put that in? Could be a clog. Yeah, after I put that in. Ah. Yeah. Uh, are you on a slab or conventional? 
convention. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah send, send send somebody under the house and just, just see if you have a leak. I bet you do. Yeah. It's got to be traced okay. down. Okay. Yes, ma'am. All right, thank you. That one shouldn't be too difficult to track down. Okay, Shaka's on the line, and Jackson, with the worst possible problem you could get with it raining outside in 100 degrees. You with us? Shaka? Yes, I'm here. All right, so uh, your AC just went out, huh? Mm. Yeah, I have a rental property. The AC went out. Mm. And I'm wondering, do I replace the entire system? It's a split system, so you have the inside and the outside. Right. And the outside unit is the one that I'm sure is broken. The inside unit seems to still be working. And I'm wondering, is it better to just replace both? Or should I just replace the outside unit, cross my fingers, and hope the inside unit lasts for a while? Or should I just go ahead and do both of them at one time? Well, hold up. Uh, (laughs) Do you know what went wrong with this AC? Um, The compressor. Oh, okay. You and AC what's, guy? What's the age? Yeah, I had a guy it, last year. The um, the other C word, not the compressor, but the other one. Condenser. The com, the what? Condenser. Condenser, right? Mm-hmm. The condenser went out last year. Uh-huh. So I had that patched, mm-hmm. and now this time the compressor is gone. Well, what, what's the, what's the age of the unit? Um, ten years. Okay. All right. All right. Well, you're. Your new outside unit, condensing unit, mm-hmm. is not going to... It will marry up to your inside furnace, A-coil. Won't be efficient. But it won't be efficient. So if it's in the budget, change it all. Um, you know, again, that's just... Yeah, you can get away with just changing the outside unit, but it won't work as well as if you right. change the whole thing. Right. And okay. then these um, summers are going to get hotter. It's going to work harder. Yep. Yeah, if you having problem year after year, you oh, might yeah. want to well, eliminate that. We're just at the beginning sure. of this one, so yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, let's move on to uh, Tiffany and Jackson. And uh, are you with us, Tiffany? I am. So, what's going on? So, um, we live in the neighborhood that um, partially flooded about a month and a half ago, mm-hmm. two months ago. But we live in the portion that did not flood. And I'm just wondering, will that positively or negatively or in any way impact our home's resale value? Uh, hmm. Not a realtor, but if you did not get flooded, that that's, that's that will help. Thing, sure. Do you have, do you, do you, are you in one of the mandated flood insurance buy zones? No, that, that area has never flooded before. It was Mill Creek. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we were on the, on the portion closest to Grant Ferry that did not flood. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I ask is uh, in portions of New Orleans after Katrina, the portions that did not flood increased in value. So I'm just wondering, does this affect, you know, or, or just not affect it at all? Yeah, I, I don't. It's not going to increase the value of your home. No. No. no, no. Well, it won't. De- I mean, it's no. Gonna- no. Okay. No. No. I don't. I don't, I, I don't think it's going to affect it at all. Mm-mm, really mm-hmm. don't. And and hey, Tiffany, outside of that. This is, you know, everybody says buy a home because it's a great investment. Uh, that's absolutely true. However, you take on a lot of things when you buy that home. And the value of that home going up or down a lot of times has nothing to do with you. So uh, there's only so much true. you can do anyway. Gotcha. Thank right. you so much. Thank you, ma'am. Okay. Uh, we're going to go to Gladys and Jackson. What's the deal? You've got a sheetrock issue, Gladys? You all were talking about using the paper tape. Yes, ma'am. Well, uh, several years ago, about 40 years ago, I guess, we had professionals put them in, put uh, some sheetrock in the dining room. Mm-hmm. And now the paper, the tape at the uh, joints and the um, uh, corner are coming loose. Mm-hmm. And I just take them off and redo them and put them back up, or do I have... Well, are there, is the sheetrock mud that was above the tape, is that crumbling? No, it's just pulling loose, just like, you know, like you try to unstick a stamp when you put it on the <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, well, I can tell you that if you if you pull on it, it's going to fall off. Okay. So there's the, the so stop doing that. It's like going to the doctor. It hurts when I do this. <laughs> Don't do that. 
Um, but I will say that, yeah, you can, that tape will come off, and you know what? It's okay. You can patch that area. Uh, it'll look fine. The tape is not actually adding any structural help. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not holding your house up or the wall. Uh, that, that's the sheetrock and the mud, that, the, the joint compound. Right. Uh, so you can put some more joint compound in that area, patch it up, paint it, and you'll never know what happened. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, second question. Mm-hmm. I had, uh, we had a shower put in a 1932-36 tub, uh, and they put a diverter uh-huh. for the shower. Now, that diverter stem has worn loose, and I can't turn it on and off, so it stays on all the time. And can I pull, can I keep, just cut the hot water and cold water off and take that out and be sure that uh, uh, it's not going to flood my house or am I going to have to cut the whole house off? Now, you know what, it is, it, to me, whenever you're doing plumbing, it is a lot easier to cut it off at the street. <laughs> you yes. know you're not going to no, have there, a problem. There, yeah, yes. there's, she's not going to be able to cut that valve off independently unless you have a manifold. Right. And I would so, say, and I would say, Gladys, that that uh, your, your view are correct. You you should you should cut that water off uh, as close to the street as you can, and then uh, and then go after that. I can say that diverters, honestly, you're talking about the diverter on the on the on the pipe. Do you get your water where you know the temperature you want? You get rid of right, you right, and you pull the diverter up. And then you turn the diverter on, and it makes all the water go through the shower head. Right. Okay. Let me right. tell you, this is, uh, it looks really difficult. I don't know how many people have asked me about this, but the diverter is a cheap, easy thing to fix, typically, if you know how to do it. Okay. Uh, because, because the diverter itself doesn't cost anything. I mean, well, I say not anything. You know, think 20, 30 bucks. Okay. Um, you know, you buy that diverter, and believe it or not, the one that is on there typically... I don't know about your house or your plumbing, but typically those diverters screw on. Believe it or not, the entire thing, the entire piece screws on. But usually there's a little screw at the bottom of that diverter um, that you have to unscrew. And what it's done, that screw is put on there to keep it tight and keep it from moving. You pull that screw out, and then the entire thing will screw off of one pipe. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Okay, now as far as water cut off. Uh, they fortunately put water cut off in the basement, so I... Oh, good. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. Play it safe. And I think there's water cut off on every one of these, think, you know, hoses, so you can cut one line off. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. But we, we were talking about the shower. Yeah. Right. We were talking, okay. Uh, so, I just, I would just, what I'm getting now, water off basement. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. I would play it safe. Mm-hmm. Cut the main... Yeah, cut the yeah. Because I mean, now this is something temporary. You're going to cut the water off, fix it, and turn the water back on. Correct? You're not going days with water. You with us? Yes. Okay. So you're just going to cut it off real quick, fix it, and then cut it right back on, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I would still do that at the street. And the reason why is that every time you well, turn a valve or, or at the base, no, she she's got she a main cut off at the oh, base. Okay. Yeah, yeah, go for it. All right, cool. Thanks, Gladys. Hope that helps. All right, number to call is 877-MPV-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can email fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We're going to continue our discussion after the break. Today is an open topic day, so no question is off the table. Nothing. What projects are you working on this summer? Are you pulling the kids in to help you with your project since school is out? You can call us with your questions, comments. Just tell us what project you're working on. 877-MPB-RING. You have access to two contractors in one room and one guy with a big mouth. 877-MPB-RING. We'll be right back. Next time on Mississippi Roads, we take to a road, one specific highway that we travel end to end, at least the part of it that's in Mississippi, a highway that traverses much of our geography, culture, and history. Old bluesmen called it the longest road they knew. I'm Walt Grayson. Join me on the next Mississippi Roads. 
Thursday at 7 p.m. on MPB TV. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or email fixit101 at mpbonline.org. This is MBB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today is an open topic day. We're just here to help. Let us help you complete your home improvement projects by calling 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Let's start it out with uh, Robert in Helena, Arkansas, how to level the driveway. That's neat. How's it going, Robert? Oh, it's going fantastic, guys. How are you doing? Good. So you have some cracks and stuff in your driveway? Yes, sir. I have cracks in my driveway, and every time it rains, it'll have, it'll have you know, a puddle in my driveway. So I want to know, how can I level it out and have, you know, the water so just wash off or whatever one after rains, basically. You know, I saw a, a uh, we were at the home show, uh, boy, about a month or two ago, and there was this one business, I forget the name of it, but what they would do, they come out and they basically pump some of that expansion foam underneath your driveway to level out those big cracks. And what it does is it literally pushes up that giant slab of concrete on top of it, and and levels it out to the highest point. You follow me? Yeah, I follow. I follow. Yeah, and 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 that's a company that does that, and it's mainly driveways. They mainly just work on driveways because they're so, they're so you know, prevalent. Uh, how often they crack and and they get out of space, and it's kind of funny because you're trying to drive up your driveway and you get this giant bump as you go up, but because it just changed levels on you. So, but that would be a good option. Jeff, do you remember what that was? Yeah, it's a bulldog construction. Oh, okay. Ba- based out of Gluckstadt. Okay. But yeah, it just it, it just, just raises the concrete to all the same level. You follow me? Yeah, I follow. say a bulldog construction. Right. Right. Yes, sir. All um, right. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate it. Okay. Uh, oh, man. This is this is getting rough, real folks. Let's go to uh, Beth in Mobile. She's got a water heater issue. You with us, Beth? Yes. Um, I have a question. I guess about tankless water heaters. I heard y'all talking about it a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a two water heaters in my house, and they actually are both upstairs, so they've got big pans around them. Um, and I've had to replace one of them once about five years ago because the, I guess, the insulation from the inside was starting to come out. Um, it was kind of clogging up the drain. But the thing that I have noticed now is, like, if I try to fill up my, I have a jacuzzi tub, the water is brown. And I don't know if that's because of sediment sitting inside of the water heater, um, if it has to do with something with all the tree roots in my yard and i was wondering if that would be something a tankless water heater might be able to help possibly how old is this house um the house was built in 64 okay and it's on a concrete slab and um the last the washer here was replaced um was been replaced twice in 15 years oh well, you definitely need to go a different direction. There. Yeah. Now, the one filling up the jacuzzi, is it the old one or the new one? The newer it's one. The new one. It's the it's newer. The new one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds you like. not think the sediment would, would yeah, pile up that quick. I know. It sounds like you have some sediment. You could drain that newer one that's five years right. old. Um, but, gosh, it almost sounds like it's rusting already. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. I, I think uh, a tankless is a good idea, but. At the same time, I think you've got a problem that, uh, let's see, you're a mobile. There's no, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's hard water there, so it's not, you know, there's nothing unusual that the rest of us don't experience. True. Right. Is everything to, else to, copper? Or you know, to, to galvanize somewhere? To, to answer your question, tankless or tanked, mm-hmm. I'm going tankless. Right. Okay. Period. Um, I okay. believe in them. I put them in every new house we build. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a believer. 
And you get what? you get fewer of the problems that you have with the uh I think you the do. tank. Yeah. So I think that might fix your issue. All right, Beth? Let's go on to uh Sheila. Oh no. Another what Sheila's gone? I think she left us. Oh man. But you know what? I don't know um what Timmy's doing right now, but he might oh, have yeah. to come yeah. on next <laughs> Yeah, show. T- Timmy needs to come in. He's our AC guy that comes in and uh all of a sudden we got two calls today on the random day about ACs. It but you know what? It's the end of June. Now now's the time. Here's a, I don't know how we're gonna get him in here because I'm sure he is just He's printing money. Flying with his pants on fire. Java, I saw Timmy early this morning. So, oh, did so, you? So I know for a fact he was out early. His van was out early. I'll oh, put okay. it that way. Yeah. Uh, he's going to need a new fleet yes. because of all the business coming in right now. But, uh, yeah, if, uh, if this is the time, you know, I mean, and, and you think, oh, we just it's summer now. It's not too much longer to go. No, we, we <laughs> oh, just yeah. hit summer. Yesterday. <laughs> right. And, and this thing's going to go on until what? Almost October. Right. It is Mississippi. All right, uh, folks, we really appreciate it. And remember, if you are in a flood zone, remember the things that we talked about at the very beginning of the show. If you think you're going to get water up to the outlets, turn off that power and uh, and do it way before that water gets anywhere close. Um, also, if you've got documents, very special things, pictures, picture albums, whatever, put that up, even though... Uh, if you get super flooded and you've got insurance and they'll come in and help you out, you know, you can't replace irreplaceable items. That's why they're irreplaceable. And uh, paper is in, a, in a, is in a bad way. So put all that stuff up. Get it on top of something that you don't think will, the water will get that high. Um, this is uh, really important. And you know what? Stay in touch with MPB over the next few days. We're going to let you know about this weather stuff going on. We'll, we'll, we'll keep you up with it, all right? Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Patrick the Intern. For Del Moore and Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Everyday Tech with Sharita Brent. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.